This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. We've got Helen Keane, the um, the, the geeky comedian, I think. <laughs> oh, that's how I think of you. <laughs> Very nice, thank you. Oh, it's definitely exactly, a exactly from you guys. It's yeah, definitely yes. a compliment. Would you say that you're a geek comedian? I suppose so. Yeah, I don't. I never. Re- I'm not entirely sure what the word geek. I mean, this is a, this. I'm so out of it that geek is kind of like to me fashionable American slang. So I don't mm. really entirely know what it means because some people say, "Oh, that's quite geeky." That you're into rockets, and some people say, "Well, that's quite nerdy." Mm. And you know, I think no, it just just means that I'm highly intelligent in an unusual <laughs> way. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I suppose. Yes, that was a very rambling answer, but yes, I will. I will accept that as a compliment. Because your stand-up has incorporated elements of space travel and rocketry. Yeah, which is quite. I suppose is quite an unusual. I mean, I think that's, I think that's a sort of something that. I mean, well, not particularly when I started out doing it, but now I think people are quite interested in space. I think that doesn't mm. seem like such a weird idea anymore. As I think maybe a couple of years ago that would have been a bit mm. what. But now I think people go, oh, that's really cool, that's quite exciting. So, yeah, I think people are quite willing to accept the idea of doing stand-up about uh, space rockets. You did a show um, called It Is Rocket Science, yeah, and then you did another one called It Is Rocket Science 2. V2, V2, you see? Right, you see where the joke is? You outbeat me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a rocket. Yes, except, but it's also, obviously also a terrifying rocket that caused the deaths of thousands of oh, people, which nice. maybe isn't... Yeah, Edgy. exactly, yeah, edgy comedy, exactly. <laughs> That's a World War II era rocket. Yes, which sort of, sadly, was the kind of thing that kicked it all off, really. And you wouldn't have, like, the moon rocket if you didn't have V2s. And obviously V2s are kind of terrifying sort of weapons of war. I mean, I discovered quite recently that there are sort of three um, main guys who were sort of behind uh, rocket travel. And one of them was like a total Nazi, basically. And yet, um, the, the only kind of popular cultural references to these mm. three guys, I think, are probably in types of spaceship that are in Star Trek. And you kind of think, well, if you're going to name... Of space, don't name it after like a massive great big Nazi, you know, because someone's gonna spy you know, the SA, USS Hitler or something up there. I mean, it's it's quite a strange, uh, it's quite a strange thing. So, yeah, I, mean, I think I sort of acknowledge that, but no, don't necessarily, uh, yeah, make sure that I mention that he's. You're doing a series, starts on, is it Radio 4? Yes, and um, we're recording it actually really soon in uh, December. Um, uh, we haven't got an official clearance on the date yet, but it's going to be very soon, so that's really exciting. And it's going to be in front of a live audience, so that's oh, cool. really daunting as well. <laughs> and it's going out in uh, March now. And does it have a name yet? Yes, it's called It Is Rocket Science. It's <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was too good to pass up. But uh, yeah, at some point I'm going to have to come up with a new name for a show, and it's going to be very painful. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who has seen your Edinburgh show, um, will will it be the case that they know what to expect, or are you throwing in some, some new material as well? Um, kind of. I mean, there is some quite a lot of new stuff in there as well, because obviously they sort of said um, very nicely, they, they, they were very clear they wanted to commission it, but they were like, oh yeah, but it can't just be you. You need know, <laughs> some other people as well, right. sort of break it up a bit. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, um, there are other characters in it, and we're hoping to get sort of quite exciting people to do cameos and things like that. Brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about it yet. Yeah, it should be quite different. So there'll be some jokes that people recognise, but at the same time, new stuff as well. What sort of show is it? Is it a sketch show? Or um, it's kind of a narrative. I mean, the mo- at the moment, this could radically change before it goes out, but at the moment, 
the sort of conceit is that it's me and um, because it's a very low budget show uh, we didn't have the budget for an amazing sort of Patrick Moore style mm. narrator so I have built uh, the uh, the ideal space documentary narrator myself uh, from an old ZX Spectrum and a calculator oh. and executive because it's not it's played by an actor and so we have this wonderful machine the voice of space who uh, does all the work I'm saying this out loud for the first time and you think maybe this will change before we record it but so yeah so it's this um, machine that I've built and it does all the voices and the narration and it's sort of an idea it's a sort of composite of uh, sort of Carl Sagan and Patrick Moore and Brian Cox and mm-hmm. a few other sort of but it's a slightly odd machine as well so it's kind of got a bit of a mind of its own mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I hope that I hope that works yeah, it'll probably be do- totally different <laughs> by the time we record it but at the moment that's the idea oh it's so fun yeah I hope so I hope so Thank you. And are you busy writing for it at the moment, or is yes, it? it's still very much up to the line. I mean, we've got the episodes written, but um, it's me and my friend actually Miriam who are co-writing together, and we're still so we're still kind of going over it and crossing bits out and changing it and thinking how can we get more jokes. And Miriam is somebody you've co-written with quite a lot in your life. Isn't yeah, well, we sort of met at um, university and um, just really, really got well. And she was—I mean, I wasn't particularly—I never really wanted to do comedy particularly when I was younger I was very sort of I don't really know what I wanted to do really but she was always very really into comedy and was one of those people who had sort of like you know tapes of sort of people that she'd recorded <laughs> off the telly and stuff when she was about eight and things like that and so uh, yeah it was really through her that I kind of got into comedy and uh, because we had a very similar sense of humour and we get on and we're sort of you know really really good friends as well so uh, it kind of seemed like a sort of natural and we both had a very loose end that's the other thing we both very <laughs> unsuccessful in adult life <laughs> so we kind of didn't really have anything else pulling us away from this possible career so that's what we ended up doing together yeah which is nice it's nice you know you're mm. presumably friends it's nice when you work with your friends isn't it me and Layla yeah, yeah we're sort of friends yeah, yeah. I was just presumably she's alright I'd be strictly professional a strong word for it <laughs> <laughs> No, we are. We're trying to cultivate this image that we might be brother and sister. But do you make stuff like if you're interested in technology? Do you? Uh, I wish it, I did. I'd love to be able to. I'd love to. I've never. Really, I mean, that's the thing. I sort of feel like because I sort of I would love. I would love to be able to make sort build of like a, a, a build a robot. Mm. I would love, but I just I don't really have the um, sort of you know ability to do that. Although I don't. And Miriam again is quite a long one. We both kind of work on the props, but Miriam is quite a lot more practical than me, and we make things like that but yeah I'd love I kind of love to go in that direction actually with sort of future Edinburgh shows and have these mm. things that weren't just props but just kind of did stuff and had sort of mm. like a robotic arm or something that it's one of those things where you think yeah could we justify that the amount of time that would spend we could be writing jokes could we just <laughs> making a robotic arm just to kind of impress people really funny one. It would be, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would have to be wouldn't it it would have to be the, the comedic I, mean, I, I do like the idea of, I do like the idea in the future that all that technology will become loads more accessible and mm. we'll all have like bionic legs and stuff I really really that makes me look forward to getting bionic older bionic legs in particular yeah. specifically legs yeah well specifically legs well because you know I mean yeah, I, you know obviously you're sort of fond of your own legs but you know the idea that you know, in a few years <laughs> you know, you could actually, well yeah you know but I take or leave mine probably. but the, the idea that in a few years you could have all these things you know that just make you better or not just make you better but just when you're when you're old rather than being sort of you know sort of creaky and breakable you suddenly yeah. become bionic and extraordinary and you can sort of jump over all these young people with your amazing springy bionic legs I just think that's kind of super grand yeah exactly I just think it would be a sort of wonderful super thing grand, isn't it? yeah inspirational 
Exactly. If rather than going in that direction, you actually went, you actually became more extraordinary as you got older because there were all these things that you could sort of have, all these kind of add-ons that you could have. That would be kind of amazing. That'd be great. Yeah, and then you've got it? these like robotic old people, so yeah. have, like barely any brain, <laughs> like like yeah. a Dalek. Yeah. Yes. Although that, yeah, that's kind of the dark side, isn't it? Then you're getting a bit. Old people so take over. Yes. Crotchety old women. With yes. Blaster rays connected. They use to their them. powers for ill. <laughs> yes. Hello, Ms. Johnston. Hello, Mr. Reynolds. It's very formal today. Very formal. It's our formal surroundings. We're, we're, can we say we're near your work today? Oh, gosh. We're near it, certainly. We're certainly near it. We have some cheese with us today, which was sent in as a legitimate snack. Right. right. Cheese is a snack. It's not all sweets. By Kev Frost, who is um, a lovely listener of ours who lives up north. So he sent some Yorkshire cheeses for us to try out. Oh, lovely. Mm. Thank you, Kev Frost. I'm going to try and find his email. Sorry about the crisps, everyone. Here we go. Cheese from Yorkshire. Glad the cheese made it there okay. Admittedly, I'm not an expert on sending dairy products through the post. Although I did once send a pot noodle to Australia, but that's another story. But if they got there today, they should hopefully retain their flavour and the character of the Dales. Sorry. You brought a selection with you, then. I you've, have. you've broken it up. I have. I've, I've only brought some little bits because I was cautious of bringing... Because, I mean, some of these things he sent were basically entire cheeses, like the round thing <laughs> wrapped in wax. So your fridge is now full of Yorkshire cheese? Yeah, very. I'm very happy to be the recipient of all this lovely stuff. So the first thing we're going to try is the Wallace and Gromit Authentic Wensleydale from a town called Hawes, H-A-W-E-S, which he says is genuinely pronounced Hawes, as in the possessive of a prostitute. This is just Wensleydale, I think. It's got a nice red, waxy um, edge to it. A very uh, very bright red wax. Mm. It's got a nice picture of Wallace and Gromit on the front as well, which I took a photo of. It's a moist cheese. Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. good. I like the flavour. Mm. It's got a kick to it, hasn't it? I think it's got more moist as it's been in my bag over the course of the day. Mm-hmm. But it has, it's got that slightly gritty, mm. salty... Nice texture. I'm going to have a crisp. See it off. I like the savoury snacks. I don't think I can ever, like... You know, sometimes in Tesco's they have those, like, Haribos on the end of the aisle and stuff. I can't even look at them anymore. I can't, it's, it's like cold dread in my heart. It's horrible. OK, what else have we got? Now, this next one is Ribblesdale, a goat's cheese. And is this quite strong? Um, no, it's just a little bit goaty in that goat's cheese way. I like goat's cheese, though. It's uh, it's smoother mm. and, and more creamy. It is. I was going to say creamy. Mm. I imagine it would uh, it would toast quite well. Oh, see? We should do a recipe book. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I were you, listener, I'd get yourself some goat's cheese and I'd spread it thick on a bit of bread. I'd toast it up. Maybe a splash of Worcester sauce on there. Mm. Oh, lovely. Yeah, what do, what do you have goat's cheese with um, normally? Olives. Uh, yeah, like in a salad or something, or a ciabatta. Slapped on there. Well, my uh, father-in-law has a recipe where he gets a bit of crusty bread, mm. toasts it on one side, uh, and then using that rough toasted side of bread as mm. a grater, rubs <laughs> um, a clove of garlic into the bread. Oh, how clever. It's really good. Mm. And then on top of that, you put a bit of pesto, and then on top of that, you put a bit of strong cheese. Do you need quite robust expensive bread for this because i could imagine it just sort of ripping holes in a <laughs> piece of mighty white or something yeah i think if you use sliced uh, sliced white you might have to toast it extra hard to make it uh, mm. make it strong <laughs> enough <laughs> toast it quite long is that how it works on a toaster yeah toast it until it's brown mm. um yeah but normally like if you've got a bit of ciabatta or something you just have you know lightly toast it and then and then use it as a scrubbing surface for oh. the and you can actually get rid of a, a clove of garlic on a couple of bits of bread it's great really wow that sounds delicious actually i, I recommend that 
Um, is there is there one more? Oh yeah, there's a blue cheese. Oh yeah, like I'm glad cheese? you saved that to last because that'll be that'll be the strongest presumably. It's um the I can't even say this is some sort of um Frankified word. How do you say that? Jevo, J E V A U L X. Jevo. Jevo blue. <laughs> this ruse um decided a blue Wensleydale. A blue Wensleydale. Oh. Oh look, he's written as pronounced in French, Jevo. So a blue Wensleydale. And it's quite. Um, it's got seams of of blue running mm. through it. It's nice though, Stilton-like. Mm. But I sort of think that all blue cheeses taste like Stilton. I don't think they have yeah, a very they, good. They uh, basically, do they taste like <laughs> like mouldy cheese? Don't they? That's <laughs> good though. I think that's my favourite. Mm. Mm. Well, Kev Frost, you're a gentleman. Yes. Thanks, Kev. You're, you've been a very good and loyal listener, and we appreciate all the lovely things you've sent sent to us and said about us. So thanks, Kev. That mm. was really nice. Yum, yum. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, that's filled a hole, as they say up north. Mm. Do they say that up north? Um, don't they say it's it's down to pit? <laughs> it's, it's gone down to pit. That's how well it's gone down. But we were um, talking about how if you could go anywhere in time, where oh. would you go? I would, do you know, I would actually love to go back in time to the area I grew up in, which I don't particularly like going back to in the present time. But um, if I could go back to it in like Roman times or pre-Roman times, that would be sort of amazing. Like York, which is the nearest big city mm. to where I grew up, was such always sounds like such a kind of exciting cosmopolitan place in Roman times. Like there were people from all over the world living there. There was all kind of interesting stuff going on. You know, whereas now, you know, not so much. I don't want to do it in this York, <laughs> and it's very nice. But you know, it was just a real kind of hub in those days, and also just. The tribe, because the local tribe where I'm from, uh, apparently called uh, the Parisi, and uh, there is there is it's not substantiated, but it's possible that it was some sort of split of a Celtic tribe, and some of them came over from France, and some of them ended up being the people who founded Paris, hence Parisi, and some wow. of them ended up in East Yorkshire and founded Ghoul, and um, it's kind of like a bit of a you know you kind of think wow different uh, different different road less travelled there, but yeah, so I'd kind of love to go back to that time because obviously it's time we don't really know very much about there's no real written history. Mm. and just all that kind of there are all these really interesting chariot burials and things like that around, around where I grew up they're always finding like charioteers in laybys and stuff when they're wow. digging up the road so yeah I'd love how it. does a chariot burial work? Is well it was a particular thing that they sort of buried people with their sort of little chariots and that was quite a sort of you know mark of honour mm. and I don't it's know like buried in your car yeah exactly yeah, it's like, quite weird isn't I it I yes. put that on my will I want to be buried <laughs> in, in my, my car, car. Yes. in a lay-by it's my final wish you can't not do it somewhere near that York so disrespectful yeah. maybe not in a lay-by I think oh yeah like in a ditch like maybe crash. it was a lay-by in those days staging a crash yeah how do they know it wasn't an accident the chariot might have just tipped over yeah. Yeah. it could have done actually it could have been very dangerous drivers it's like in the future people will go oh all these people have died on the M25 like, they've all been buried literally in the- buried in their cars <laughs> 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 like, no. but you'd rather go to the past than the future oh, yeah. I, oh I thought it's do you know I just heard that as going into the past I know you're quite mm. right oh. yes actually no I would probably of the actually no yeah of the two yes if it wasn't just going into the past yeah because we think that's all quite exciting but <laughs> you know yeah if you could go to the future come on yeah definitely the future because my guess is sort of about a thousand years from now, things will be sufficiently different and interesting God, that it would be worth having a look, wouldn't it? It would be, it would be. But then you'd sort of worry that it'd all be a bit kind of terrifying and Blade Runnery, and you'd just sort of beam That's down there I and said. you'd yeah. live about two minutes and someone would kind of yeah, stab you for your in your organs or something. It would just be <laughs> something really scary. <laughs> no, I need some information before I go to the yeah, future. I need something. So you want to go a thousand years in the future and then read a bit of Wikipedia before you get out of the capsule? Mm. 
yeah. Or go yeah. somewhere really boring if that would you Go to a really safe, boring yeah. suburb and just kind of get used year. to it a bit. Yeah, or exactly. Or somewhere there are no people where it looks exactly the same and just kind of adjust a bit. Somewhere safe. Yeah, and I think supposedly travel into the future would be more plausible in terms of physics oh I've gone to a really dangerous territory <laughs> oh, I don't you tell really us. know what I'm talking about yeah, no, no. but no I think it's quite I think it's more plausible isn't it that you could potentially travel because obviously in the past you change things in the past and you yeah. can't oh, okay but so the future's a bit safer your future yeah I think so that would be yeah. it's the direction that time's travelling anyway yes exactly, exactly. so you have to so slow down of, your yeah body. and you can I mean it's like I think we had something in the show actually which we ended up cutting that you have to adjust you know the satellites that orbit the earth um, the sort of uh, ones that give you times mm. and stuff for sat nav they have to like slow them down every now and again because they are slightly going into the future but only by about like half a second a year but oh, wow. nevertheless just because of the speed they're travelling around the earth Things relative to the earth <laughs> <laughs> so relativity means you could get in mm. a very fast spaceship and travel yes. near light speed for a long time and then mm. by the time you came back to earth it would have moved on further than yes, you Yes, and you would still be relatively young and fresh and all your friends would be sort of yeah. withered and yes, yeah. That's the way of doing it, clearly. Yeah. Yes. But I was thinking that... Um, the really dangerous time travellers are the really, really old ones because they've got nothing to lose. Like, either you're, you're really, really old or you've got a terminal illness. Like, you will just go back in time and just, like, I don't know, um, kill Queen Elizabeth before she you becomes would, you queen. You would kill monkeys, wouldn't you? You'd just, like, just go yeah. crazy with a gun. In, go yeah, it doesn't matter. You go anywhere. And well, that's why you need time cop, to make sure right. that things don't get messed around. Yes. Um, Is that a film? I that think sounds so, like yeah. it, It's not it ought to be, I think. Yeah. <laughs> time yeah. cop. I think that's yes. a film. Is it? It sounds like a film, doesn't it? I've not mm. seen you've not seen it. Time Cop. No, I've heard of it, but I can't yes. think what it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's... relying on you. Yeah, OK. Well, I've, I've thrown Time Cop into that conversation. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's basically it's making idea. sure the timeline is, is uh, continuing as normal. It's yeah. like they're the, the time police. Yeah. It's good. If it's not already existing, we should write that. Totally. <laughs> I think you see that. I think it exists. <laughs> We can do a British version. I'm sure it'd be a slick American version with sort of people having to fill in lots of paperwork. And things. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be very just Doctor Who, though. I suppose. Oh, yeah. that's kind of what he does, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I suppose. Yes, he's, he's a time lord. Yes, because they were fixed. On there, he was going banging on about fixed points in time, and you can you can't change anything about this fixed yeah. point in time. So, but, yes. the, but the thing in Doctor Who, he doesn't really do anything with time. There's not enough time-related yeah, stories anymore. That's true. Actually, no, there aren't. Because you could do quite clever things with that, mm. couldn't you? And sort of multiple versions of the same thing mm, happening. Yeah. And, yeah, and you don't really. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think that when well, you said that, I thought of one instance, which is in the um, Chris Eccleston Billy Piper one. Where they have to wait for the other Chris Reps and Billy Piper to go and oh, the yes, room. Yes, and it's all very yeah. poignant. Yes, yeah. oh yes, the, the, the so romance. Is there, yes. is there a beach involved? Does she have to oh, wait on a beach yes. for a long time? That's is that at the end? Isn't it? The oh beach yeah, maybe you're right. The beach of despair or something. Yeah, <laughs> the sad beach. And, and it actually looks like it's not one of those weird things where they put the filter over and it's so many other planets are a beach <laughs> with a filter over <laughs> it. This is an actual beach. Somewhere in Wales. Yes. There's but there's always there. a warning, though, isn't there? Like yeah. you know, you know that you've got probably got a bad one with a banana just yeah. by looking at it. And you can choose not to have that one. Mm. Whereas apples, I think, are deceptive little shits. <sighs> you can go so wrong with a really nice-looking apple; mm. it can taste like nothing. I think it's almost like that's the way round. Like the better they look, the oh. least you should trust them. Like yes. those red, waxy ones. Big shiny thing. Oh, they're always horrible. You bite into it, just taste of flour. Yeah, it just it Blech. just dissolves. Like I always think of those. You know those juggling balls are sort of full of sand and they're like. <laughs> It's yeah. like biting into one of them. Oh. Do you find this with oranges as well? That mm. a really nice kind of rich, lovely orange-coloured orange, colored orange mm. might taste of water, or it might taste amazing. No way of knowing, is there? No. They're bastards. 
motherfuckers. But cheese is pretty reliable, and bananas. Cheese is always good. <laughs> we found things that we're comfortable with. But Rue, we should we should um, enough of this frippery. Uh, we should talk about your news. Oh, I've got news. Go and tell us about your news. Oh well, you know that I've worked at the BBC for a couple of years. Mm. Two and a quarter years, actually. It turns mm. out. Wow. Uh, I'm not there anymore. Well, I am, but only until December, uh, and then I join uh, another firm altogether. I'm leaving. Well, that's exciting, though. It and, is. And you're going to be doing a really cool new job. I am. I'm going to join Wyden and Kennedy, the advertising agency. I mean, these are like one of the biggest advertising companies in the world, really, aren't they? Yeah. Are they? If, you, if you know advertising, yeah. then you know Wyden and Kennedy. Right. Yeah. And they and they did the uh, they did the the advert a few years ago where it was like all the bits of a car and and. <laughs> I'm going to try and describe this. So there's all the bits of the car, and they're like in a room, and there's like a ball bearing rolling down a pole or something. Does it ring a bell? Listeners know what I mean. They do. They know it better than you can describe <laughs> Is it. Is it Volkswagen? No, it's oh. Honda. Oh. And it was called Cog. Okay. Right, what, the advert was called that? Yeah. Do, do adverts have names now? They've always had names. <laughs> they did Old Spice? Yeah. Which is the recent thing with the sort of hunky black man yeah. on a YouTube video. Yeah, he's lovely. And what, what was the deal there? People could tweet stuff at him or text things and he would say them or something yeah he would reply he, right he replied to people it was That's nice brilliant. that was a good bit of work actually yeah so that was out of their uh, portland office in uh-huh. oregon and mm. i'll be based in their shoreditch office in london very fancy it's all yeah, all nice. a bit nathan barley in a good way and you can go to Lyon and have a <laughs> in france cup of tea uh no the um the, the eatery oh yeah is that um there's a place called lux which is very nice they sell a good mm. a good bacon What's the thing that you put bacon in? Sandwich? Yeah. There's a word though, isn't there? Butty? Yes. <laughs> it's bacon butty that I'm thinking You're so stubborn. <laughs> That's quite a northern word, word isn't it? Use. Butty. Butty. <laughs> no, bread cakes. I'm in computers. Hello, Leila. It's Helen. Uh, I am in the entrance. I think I live there. Uh, that's where the chairs are. So, uh, yes. Uh, to let you know that I'm here. Uh, so, yeah. See you in a bit. Okay, bye. Are you planning for another Edinburgh show next year? or are you? Yeah, I'm really hoping to. I mean, the thing is, obviously, because we've sort of put back when the show's going out and it's not being recorded till Christmas, so that means a bit of time shaved off that normally I'd be kind of thinking about it now, whereas I'm not really going to be able to think about it till after Christmas now. But, um, yeah, definitely. I would love to do something. I'm always funny enough thinking about something about the future. That's oh. a sort of vague idea, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe something else about... Two choices, I guess, are the future or something else about sort of air travel and, you know, not quite rocket science, but the sort of pre-rocket science stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's all very interesting as well. And sort of Lindbergh and people like that. Oh, OK. The, the kind of... The origins of... Yeah, sort of flight. aviation and the kind of you know the amazing you know and also you've got a lot more women because it's kind of nice to tell mm. stories about lots of different people and it's mainly men who are involved in space travel even Vantina Tereshkova uh, and a few other uh, exceptions but in the 20s and 30s you get all this huge sort of mm. burst of these extraordinary sort of women aviatrixes mm. treases whatever the word is I should have checked that before I mentioned it uh, but you've seen it written down but um, yeah you've got all these yeah so that's kind of that would be quite an exciting I think that would be another quite exciting one to talk about as well cool that's great have you yeah. been to RAF Hendon? They've got no, um, an ex- I don't still on, but I went last year and they had an exhibition of like women fly flights as women ladies uh, pilots. Well, we we now know but the word is avia. Well, well, that what that thing was that we said. Let's just cut it in if Helen's yes. saying it. Um, but it, yeah, it's and, like and you don't believe me. <laughs> 
so you think I've made it up Layla <laughs> oh no I'm just I just want you to take the rap for it um, <laughs> we get complaints but no it, it's um, and, and, they, and they're all individuals and they're all just sort of women who've been funded by their families and mm. stuff I guess but yeah amazing that they just literally there was a thing that you could be that was just like mm. a woman who had a plane and just flew it <laughs> and then everyone would want to know I'll do that for that a that was a career choice in the 1930s yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a cool uniform it was yes. it's very fashionable now yes exactly yeah, exactly what does this uniform look like well, sort of like a, it's all like a jumpsuit, isn't it? And then they'd have the goggles, mm. but they'd always be photographed in very soft. I, I know myself; I'm guilty of the same. But photographed in very soft focus, so they look <laughs> kind of amazing. And they'd sort of be like on the wing of their the plane, looking heavenward, heavenward, and just being like, "Oh yes, I wish I was up there." Maybe and a long like, scarf is yes. that a thing that you have? Yes, yeah. aviator jacket with the fur. fur oh yes, yeah. it's very yes, all over the shops this season. Mm. 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 Little kind of woolly hats that went under. Maybe it's a great, quite, quite sweet, yeah, well, and they're quite sort of tight, and you, yeah, yeah, just to keep your head warm and kind of, yeah, no, they were yeah, a very cool, cool outfit, yeah. yeah. We've lost something, haven't we? That's no longer awesome. a career option. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've lost all sorts of things. In the world of air travel, I feel quite nostalgic about Concord because yes. I never got to travel on Concord, Isn't and that I've, I've missed it now. I know. Oh, that's exactly how I, I know because you're well, not that I remotely would. <laughs> it'll take me a very long time to save up uh, for that, but yeah, it, it's terrible, isn't it? You think that you haven't got that anymore? You yeah. can't supersonic flights. Unless you work in the RAF, mm. or more likely the US Air Force, you're not going to be flying no. supersonic. No, you're not, and that's just terribly sad. And, and hopefully, in our lifetimes, you know, we'll see it come back. But it might not be till we're like, you know, too old. Yeah. To even but oh, walk. I don't. Yes, exactly. Ah, nobody's bionic legs. Then. But, um, <laughs> spring over the plane. But maybe we've got supersonic legs, and we don't yes. need Concorde at all. Ah. Yes. Wow. But this is the rest of you. Then would be. Would you but like to go to space? If you I got would love the... to go to space. Oh, I think I yes, if I got, if I had them. Although it is quite, I mean, I think it, it, it's not a comfy experience at the moment, is it? I mean, I think obviously the space hotels and they're going to try and sort of have these very well, glamorous obviously, ideas. Obviously they're space hotels. Obviously. Obviously. But they're building, they're building these space. That's one of the big things, isn't it? Space hotels so you could go up and experience weightlessness, which are presumably going to be quite comfy. But I think actually when you read about conditions on the International Space Station and there's a sort of permanent weird smell and there are these <laughs> sort of weird droplets in the air and what's that oh. someone sneezed is it oh, someone you know nothing. it's something a bit yeah exactly I think it's a bit sort of um, yeah it's not it's not I don't think it's massively pleasant but then of course you just look out the window and you can mm. see earth rushing by and it's I imagine that kind of makes it all okay but yeah. it would be amazing wouldn't it it would be I mean it's astonishing yeah. would you go into space Ru? yeah with no hesitation at all I wouldn't <laughs> worry about the risk I'd, I'd oh, do it now I'd to love to learn to fly as well that's something I'd really really like to do yeah and I don't I mean because I, I, I say I'm quite nervous fly when other people it's, it's a bit of a mm. weird control freak because mm. when someone else is at you think oh what if they've done it wrong mm. what if they've got like a really bad personal relationship at home and it's all going well they're about to get divorced or something mm. and you always want to go and have a chat with the pilot and say you know is everything all right at home <laughs> you know have you have you had a drink today but um, if it was me i'd sort of have this weird overconfidence i think whereas yeah. i'd almost probably with like a couple of i'd be like i'm fine i'll be fine now i totally know what i'm doing and it probably wouldn't at all i'd fly with you helen oh thank you, you. i thank believe you. that you would be able to do it i think i'd like to see your license for her. <laughs> <laughs> you sound a bit optimistic about the whole thing, frankly. We need to get the outfits, it would be, you know. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. It'd be so cool. We could have like yes. a little thing with seats one behind the other in like. Uh, biplane or something. Yes, because yeah. yeah, but you did that. That's now. Is the second date's a navigator, isn't it? Or in those oh, maybe, I think so. Yeah. So you'd be there with a map. At the back. Yeah. I could be the gunner facing backwards. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> because you never know. Someone's going to do a Photoshop drawing. <laughs> I did once land in a. I think it was a seven six seven, and I was in the jump seat, which mm. they're like the radio operator's mm. seat uh, behind the 
pilot and the co-pilot. And I felt like a five-year-old boy. And then as we were <laughs> coming over... I, I would have loved to sit on his lap later. That's Santa, isn't it? Not if they'd let me. <laughs> well, you know, any, any important male figure. <laughs> it was a few years ago as well. It was just before September the 11th. Um, ah. And I got to sit in the um, cabin. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the, the thing. That's the and as we were coming over the, um, over the sea, over the channel, <laughs> <laughs> over the, ch- the channel, yes. so we were going from Austria... Mm, yes. Through France, as we came over the channel, they said, oh, we're going to have to sit down. And I, mm. I was sort of getting ready to walk out the door. Yeah. I said, no, no, don't worry, just just sit here. And so I sat down in the um, in the jump seat and they, they put some headphones on me. And they said, strap in, we're going to come in to land at Heathrow. It was brilliant. Amazing. So I got to see the, the coming in to land out that the front window. Amazing. It was amazing. It was really good. And just the light. Just, oh, and yeah. it's really quick, isn't it? Because really quick. And then you're on it, yeah. yeah. You, weren't, you weren't worried, though, that you were going to go a bit funny and sort of start flicking switches. <laughs> no, you were worried. And the lights, and you'd just be mesmerised by them. And you'd just think, and then suddenly it would just all be... I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be my worry. Murderous <laughs> woman. But you know, you're in a situation and you think oh I absolutely must not do that and then it suddenly starts becoming more and more appealing so I, it would be terrible if I did that I'm going to a retro gaming event this weekend um, in Blackpool. Is it called Replay, but with the cool. three uh, instead of me? It's Replay. <laughs> it's surely not pronounced with Replay. <laughs> That's how I'm saying it. Um, yes, and I'm going to be doing some uh, interviews and video and stuff for them. And I was thinking that we need to get Chiffron Sop t-shirts made. Oh, so that you can uh, pimp the podcast while you're walking around. Yes, while yeah. I'm being employed by someone else to do something. Um, but yeah, I you thought... You should definitely get some t-shirts we, made. Well, if we wear them to things like that, I'm going to make you wear it as well every time the camera's on you. Um, but if we go to stuff, then people will definitely know it's us because ah. they might be going, oh, is that them? Do you and think then, that you're not recognisable enough at the moment? Possibly. I feel a bit threatened by your, by your recognisable height. <laughs> <laughs> Without me to stand next to, yeah. you might How feel like you know? get lost in the crowd. Well, That's what you have to do later is you have to get a little stepladder. <laughs> And then at least you can look people in the eye. Right, thanks. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wearing these shoes today and they're about, um, t- I don't know, six inches or something That's on the heel. It's a pretty hefty heel you've and got yet, on And yet, you didn't even notice that I was um, much taller than usual because you're still towering over me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's much like taller than usual is still pretty average. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, Have we ever established how tall you are without heels on? I'm uh, five foot five. I oh, think. that's not. So that's, that's not tiny. That's not ridiculous. So with these on, you're practically six foot because that is a that is a hefty heel. Yeah, I'm getting on for um, for six. Well, I don't know about six foot, but yeah, it gives me a few inches, which is nice. But anyway, if you're going to replay in Blackpool, come and say hi. Don't be shy. I won't do anything bad, um, and uh, that'd be nice. You also did a show about the North Pole. Yes, I did. Yes. And how, when was that? And tell us about it. That was the year after, actually. And, um, yeah, I think people don't... Actually, it was kind of... Cause I thought, oh, yeah, everybody everybody loves space. And you find, and then I thought, oh, everyone loves the North Pole as well. But not as many people love the North Pole, sadly. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of inspired because um, I have an ancestor who... Uh, you know, you look into your family history and you always hope that you're going to be sort of descended from George the Third or something. Yeah. But no, I'm not. I'm just descended from loads of very sort of solid working people. But I had this one ancestor who was a whaler, which is a sort of glamorous yet cruel job and uh, he went up to the Arctic and they actually got trapped in the Arctic and had to overwinter in the Arctic <gasps> and he survived and obviously if he hadn't survived I wouldn't be you wouldn't here exist. I wouldn't exist so the ice 
formed around the, yes, the ship and beset, they got stuck. I think was the term they used. Yes, and literally froze the ship solid into this kind of iceberg, uh, this sort of ice flow. So it was just totally, they didn't have any control over the ship. It was just moving along with the ice packs all winter. And every now and again, it would break off a bit. Uh, and then other times they'd be on this huge lump of ice that you couldn't see the end of it and you could just walk or you could get off the ship pop over the side walk around you know there'd be sort of you know animals yeah well yes I think it's all the snowman exactly (laughs) all these things and uh, yeah and it was just I think it was I mean surviving in the Arctic obviously is probably the most extreme it's probably the nearest thing to space really and Mm. it's so extreme and the yeah lots of um, telescopes and stuff don't they yes and there's yeah lots of the research that they've done on kind of people living in space that they've looked at things that have happened in like the, the sort of state the Ant- mm. the Murdo station and places like that that's in the Antarctic I think but it's so it's, it's kind of it's again it's that sort of idea of extremity in these people mm. who sort of go and have these very sort of extreme oh obviously he wasn't an explorer but and there's so many eccentric people who went to the north but that was another job we don't really have anymore where you could just yeah, be a bit be an explorer yeah it could yeah. be a bit crazy and kind of because everyone was looking for the northwest passage and that was this sort of huge oh, kind of right. deal so you've got these you know quite eccentric people just going off up there to look for this mythical channel that people will be able to get shipping through and claim it for Her Majesty. Most of them didn't come back. Obviously now it's really, you know, tourists go to the place where my ancestor was was frozen in Baffin Bay and, you know, cruise liners stop off there and people sort of hop off and look around and... It's astonishing how... I mean, obviously, partially that's because uh, obviously the temperature's changed, so it's a lot warmer there now Mm. than it was then, but it's still kind of an astonishing thing that these places that would have been... You know, people died in these places. They were terribly, you know, that would be the last thing you would have seen was a sort of blizzard. And now you've got sort of tourist trips. Yeah. So it just goes to show, again, with the space thing, you just never know mm. things that are incredibly mm. difficult to visit and, and, and incredibly sort of dangerous now, less than 100 years. Yeah. Full of tourists. Yeah, full of middle-aged Americans <laughs> <laughs> shuffling around in their, you know, in their, in their crocs. They'll have bionic <laughs> legs, they won't be shuffling. Yes, they will, exactly, yes. They'll be jumping. Yes. <laughs> bionic <laughs> legs. If people want to find you on the internet, um, where where should they go? Oh, well, I've started doing Twitter. Actually, okay. I've been mentioning this to everyone. I'm very excited by Twitter. Uh, but uh, also, I've got, oh, I've got a website. What is the name of your Twitter and your website? Oh, very boringly, HelenKeen.com and Helen underscore Keen. So, uh, yeah, I've not gone for so anything. You're getting your name, though, on the dot .com. I know. I got on both. I got that and the code.uk okay. as well. And I thought, ha, 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 because there are loads <laughs> of other Helen Keens. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's slightly unfair. But, and uh, are you Helen Keen with an E on the end of the Keen? No, I'm not, actually. Okay, no, so it's no, Keen, K-E-W-E. K-E-W-E, yes, as in, uh, yes. Helen Keane, thank you for joining us. You've been funny and lovely, and uh, we'll be looking forward to your radio programme. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. It is rocket science. It is rocket science, yes. <laughs> March, did you say? Yes. I think the first episode goes out on the 9th of March we'll see you again soon listener see you next week <laughs> we don't do that usually do we no, that's unusual we never do that oh, see you next week <laughs> that's very optimistic <laughs> 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 goodbye <laughs>